name's Eileen Townsend, and I'm the editor of the Northern Logger and Timber Processor, a trade magazine for the forest products industry that's based out of the Adirondack Mountains in New York State. This month on the Northern Logger Podcast, we visited the annual Loggers Expo in Essex Junction, Vermont. The Loggers Expo, or as it's officially called, the Northeastern Forest Products Equipment Exposition, alternates every year between Bangor, Maine, and Vermont. It's put on by the Northeastern Loggers Association, which happens to be the same organization that puts out this podcast and our magazine, the Northern Logger and Timber Processor. Those of you who have been to a Loggers Expo before know that there are about two things, big equipment and big crowds full of familiar faces. We work in an industry built on small family businesses, so it makes sense that the annual expo would be a family affair. While many of the attendees come to eye Big Iron, others come to see old friends. I roamed around talking to people at the expo, finding out what brought them to Vermont's Champlain Valley that weekend. It was a beautiful, sunny couple of days in mid-May. The seasons hadn't changed yet in the Adirondacks, where our podcast is based, but spring was in full bloom in Vermont. I spoke with timber harvesters, amateur loggers, and sawmill enthusiasts, educators, manufacturers, and a few folks who fell into none of those categories. Alex LeBonville runs a family business that may be familiar to you if you've bought a pair of American-made chaps or steel-toed boots recently. He not only makes the clothes, he's something of a weekend warrior in the woods. What else do you have? Uh, Safety clothes, work clothing, made in New Hampshire. Uh, We make high-quality products for the guys in the woods. Okay, and so the company Lavonville, uh, did you found it or is it a family company? I'm actually third generation. My grandfather founded it back in 1953. Uh, we're on our 65th year right now. Wow. And these are, I mean, you've got these wool jackets that are just so cool. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the history? Of- yeah, so um, as a lot of people know, walking through the woods in the winter, um, the snow will fall on your shoulders, kind of just sit there and get start getting you wet. So what he did is he put it's probably uh, it's like polypropylene nylon uh, on the shoulders. So when the snow falls, lands on your shoulders, it actually slides off. So um, you know you don't you have to deal with the wet shoulders all day. Yeah. So where where do you all uh, sell your project products mostly? Um, well, we're based out of the Northeast. We have three stores in New Hampshire, three stores in Maine. With our headquarters being in Gorm, New Hampshire. That's also where we manufacture all of our Lebonville products. Um, we have distributors all throughout the country, um, from coast to coast, north north to south. Um, you know, we're online. Um, we have a great dealer uh, network throughout the country, and uh, you know, it's pretty easy to find our stuff. And what made you want to go into the family business? Well, um, you know, just knowing how hard my family's worked to get to where it is today, um, I wanted to make sure we keep it going and the fact that we sell high quality that what we sell and manufacture high quality products that um, you know there's a lot of pride in that so it was pretty easy to uh, you know to, to want to get on and, and keep it going and do you run into a lot of vloggers foresters that you know here yeah oh yeah quite a bit a lot of uh, a lot of people that know the products been you know wearing them you know for a long time and a lot of familiar faces I see year after year yeah that's great. Yeah. So, so surely you wear some of the clothes that you sell. Do you have a favorite product? Um, 
Yeah, in the winter time, my favorite is the winter pants and, and the vest, definitely. Um, our our steel toe red uh, Lavongo boots I wear, you know, year round. Um, I'm not a logger, but I dabble on the weekends. Um, You're a weekend warrior. I'm a weekend warrior, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I get to wear a lot of the products in that aspect, but I mean, there's also a lot of stuff that. Uh, you know, you don't even have to be a logger to wear. Just a you know, good pair of work boots, and you know, I wear them with the wool jackets for hunting season, all hunting season long, and um, basically anything outside in the winter time. You know, the, the the winter pants work out great. So, Ed Sanborn wandered over to the NELA booth where our organization was selling hats and T-shirts. He held a scaling stick that he picked up at a nearby booth. Eight foot log, ten foot log, twelve foot log. 14, 16, 18, 20. That's your length. Cool. You put in the small end of the log just inside of the bark. Okay. And you measure to the other side if it's a 14-foot log. And if it comes out right there, it's 135 board feet. And where did you pick us up? Down the end. Okay. Guy selling them. We come... This show goes to Maine, of course, next right. year. We don't go over there. It's, right. too, it's too far. Yeah, it's a ways out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always pick up one of these when I come because as you buy stuff, the pine pitch gets all over it. Uh, or it might okay. get broken. So every couple of years, I Great. I buy one. And so have you bought anything else at the expo? or No. Nope, just I looking haven't. around? Yeah, we just didn't, like to look didn't around. Didn't buy any feller bunchers or loaders? <laughs> no, we just like to... <laughs> my whole life, I had a fascination for equipment logging equipment, right. earth moving equipment, and we come to look at all the new and updated stuff that there is at the show. You yeah, know what I mean? so what have you seen that, that looks neat well, this year? It hasn't changed that much in two years, but you know, like, you look at all your mechanized stuff and you wonder, like, some of this big machinery, how the hell does somebody buy that? How can they log fast enough to pay the payments on that? Yep. Yeah. I guess someone does, but <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to be sitting in that many hours a day. Yeah. If you wandered through the northern part of the expo, past giant tires and shiny grapple skitters, you'd find Erica Scott. Scott is a researcher based out of Cooperstown, New York. She works with the Northeast Center for Agricultural Medicine and Health, where she studies logger health. Yeah, we're providing hearing tests in our mobile clinic, uh, blood pressure screenings as well as vision screenings, and information about the study and our services. Great, and so what's been the response when people have been wandering over to you all? Yeah, once we capture them, the uh, response has been really great. I think they appreciate having these type of services here and provided free. And uh, I think for some folks, it's been a wake-up call for their blood pressure or taking care of their health a little bit better. And we're trying to convince folks and kind of illuminate the fact that taking care of your health is really important for your work and productivity on the job. So that's what we're trying to emphasize. Great. And you all are a non-regulatory that's right, yeah. We're a non-regulatory um, organization, and our primary focus is health and safety for the agricultural industry, um, logging industry, and commercial fishing. Um, but most of our funding comes through the Centers for Disease Control, so most people know the CDC. Okay. And did you get involved in doing this kind of work, Erica? Yeah, so my interest in occupational health came from some really hardworking family members that were uh, injured on the job, and my uh, hope for preventative safety and preventative health. So I kind of took that angle and figured that if we can keep people out of the hospital in the first place, that's uh, that's a pretty good goal. Out in the bright sunlight, I ended up talking to Troy Seminole and his son. 
Troy runs Zack Jack Forestry in Cornish, New Hampshire. Yes, yeah. All right. Cool. And you've got your family here with you? Or? Yeah, these are my two sons. This is my son, Jacob. Hi. He's a freshman in high school. And Zach is my oldest son. Uh, and he's actually attending the T school down at UNH right now. Great. So are you thinking about going into the industry? Uh, I think I want to be a diesel mechanic. Okay, so parallel. Yep. Yeah. So we'll break it and he'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to have one of those guys around. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what do you like about the expo? Uh, I like seeing all the new ideas that everyone came out with. Seeing all the good ideas and stuff like that. Getting free stickers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mark Bowen of Putney, Vermont, is mostly a beef farmer. But like many farmers, he works in the woods on the side. Would your main thing? Or? No, it's just one side. We actually have a small farm, and we do oh, some okay. logging in the winter, and we sell firewood as a supplement to income on the farm. And what do you farm? Uh, beef, grass-fed beef, pasture, okay. poultry, pork. Cool. cool. And uh, do you do any saw logs? or? We do. Yeah, we sell logs. We also have a wood miser sawmill, so we oh, okay. sell lumber from time to time. Great. So you're a small operation. It sounds like you're very diversified. That's what we're shooting for. Cool. And then uh, what's your favorite part about coming to the expo? Oh, just seeing all the equipment and the latest and greatest stuff out there. Same thing. Yeah, seeing it all run and everything. Yeah. Cool. Jonathan Thomas runs a family business that manufactures backyard sawmills that are sold throughout the world. His 19-year-old son works with him. Um, so CNC plasma, CNC mowing machines, lathes, press brakes, we do all in-house uh, manufacturing. And where's your market the market is pretty much New England. We also have sold units into Africa, Australia, Finland, um, UK. So we've got a lot of units out through the uh, through the countries and, uh, and out through the world. But primarily, it's New England states. And who's your like? Who's your ideal customer? Um, usually, our ideal customer is going to be somebody between 40 to 70 years of age. So it's people either building a garage, a barn, a home and they'll utilize a sawmill for building purposes, or they're retired, they have the wood lot, they want to have something to do, so they buy the sawmill so that they can go out and make, you know, a lot of times we'll have grandfathers actually buy the sawmill, and they'll work with their grandkids, and they'll build a home or a garage and stuff like that. So it's actually quite uh, beneficial to, to see it unfold with what they do with the sawmills after they buy them. Mercier Wood Flooring, a Quebec-based company, has been coming to the expo for years. Yeah, so we buy logs and uh, we saw it and we make hardwood floor with that. And so then you've been coming to the expo for six, seven years now. Yeah, and so who do you meet at the expo then? Uh, uh, we meet uh, steady suppliers and uh, hundreds of uh, uh, potential suppliers. So it's uh, an amazing place for us to be and. Our name, to put our name on the market is very important, so we, we hear all the time, so it's great. That's great. And tell me your name. Uh, J.F. Caron. I started at the forestry school, and I was um, uh, very interested by scaling the wood. So I started as, as a scaler, and I was enjoying talking with people, and so I ended up uh, buying wood one year after I started to, to be in the business, and I'm buying wood for 15 years now. Wow, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Rocky Bunnell is a logger on the NELA board. We talked about lumber markets and about the spread of the emerald ash borer. The regulations that uh, on this emerald ash borer 
quarantine in the state of Vermont. Right. Uh, there's some uh, questions that got to be answered there. Uh, I think the most confusing one is on the chips. Uh, they didn't think that was going to be an issue, but I guess there is going to be some uh, oh, okay. paperwork on that. And uh, the, the other thing is the low-grade market is looking good. The low-end wood, the pulp market is looking good. The chip market in the state of New Hampshire is, is going to be uh, lasting a little bit longer because of the uh, passing of the bill over there. And uh, so the marketplace, and they'll do a study on that and see... It's the state of New Hampshire, how they feel about the biomass. The expo, uh, my first one I ever went to was up in Maine. Right. And when I, first time I ever went to it, I was hooked. Because it's such a, you know, you deal with all the people in the industry and you get together and you meet them. Of course, that was the first time they were seeing that equipment and that's a shame on us. But we have an eye for equipment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, the first piece of equipment I ever bought. New uh, was in uh, 1974. I just got out of the Air Force, and uh, I was. My father asked me to work with him, and I did. I was working with him, and then uh, I said, "You know, I might as well buy a truck." And he said, "You're serious?" And I said, "Well, I wasn't, but he said, no, you should be." And uh, so he helped me, guided me on that first rig. He lent me uh, ten thousand dollars, and he says and guided me how to do it, and uh, I bought a brand new Mac back then. That was my first piece of equipment. I don't even want to tell you how many pieces of equipment I bought since <laughs> then, because yeah. that, that was simple back then, but yeah. uh, all this logging equipment from chippers to slashers to fellow bunchers. Right. So you, how long have you been fully mechanized? Um, I went, uh, I think I went fully mechanized. Uh, let me think on this. That's a good question. It was just, It must have been in the... Uh, Late late 80s when I switched over to be fully mechanized. And when you made that decision, I mean, what what went into it for you? Why did I do it? Yeah. Uh, because I wanted to have more control of what was going on on my operation. Because before I'd have uh, like three different cable machines, and uh, they were um, back then time they were all independent. And I found out I I couldn't have control of the all their ways of doing things, and I wanted it done a certain way. And uh, so I mechanized, and I did that also for uh, safety, also because uh, the uh, we had the ice damage, and after that ice storm, well, that was a little rough by cutting by hand. So we went, fell a buncher, and one thing led to another, and and it slowly turned with mechanized. Yeah. yeah. I ran into Ron Rich, the chair of the NELA board, who runs a logging operation in central Massachusetts. The weather's nice and everybody's happy. (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything different with this expo? I mean, have you seen any particularly cool pieces of equipment or run into old friends? run into some new friends. I've run into a lot of old friends. I've run into a lot of new friends because they're on Facebook and I know I know what they look like now. So that's the coolest thing. Yeah. I just had a conversation with one of my friends on Facebook. I've never met him before in person. So that was that was fun. Sean Barrows is the director of the Vermont Forest Products Association, who had their own booth set up and were busy passing out educational materials about the industry in Vermont. We produce about uh, 200,000 board feet of eastern white pine a week. Or, and where does that mostly end up? Um, a small percentage of it at this point is, is exported. And actually, in our case, it's, it's the lowest grade product that's being exported. 
Um, but the majority of it uh, stays in the New England and Pennsylvania area. Some of it branches out into the Lake States and maybe as far as Alabama. And are people mostly doing interiors with it? And uh, a lot of it is used for interior molding, uh, paneling. We do uh, some uh, rough textured uh, products, shiplap product that can be used either inside or often used outside for siding. Well, and so when you come to the expo, I mean, who are you talking to for the most part? Um, last few years I've been either stuck at a VFBA booth or <laughs> end up finding different projects to do uh, for the organization, but uh, uh, this year actually I was involved in uh, working with a uh, truck safety workshop trying to uh, help our truckers understand the, the ins and outs of the insurance process or what's driving their rates up, trying to get them to look at safety as a, uh, a culture and to uh, also introduce them to the, uh, our Department of Motor Vehicle Enforcement Officers. We've had one here yesterday and one here today to, to try to interact to uh, get a better understanding of what we all do and what we're trying to do. Right. Their role is to uh, keep our truckers safe, but uh, obviously keep uh, motorists on the road safe as well. And quite often they're not always our enemy, quite often they're our advocate. So. Uh, just trying to create a dialogue there. And, uh, as far as the, the VFBA booth, again, just trying to generate membership or interact with members that we don't often see and um, share a little bit of information. We have a, a nice, very well written and produced uh, booklet here that's geared toward kids. It's got lots of equipment in it, lots of pictures and captions and uh is that knuckle boom loaders load logs yes <laughs> so it goes through and explains from a, a log job all the way through a sawmill what the different equipment does some attendees of the expo left happy customers you know and i'm semi-retired i only work out a nurse i only work half work half time now okay so i got more time in my hands and right. I, I love to be outdoors been waiting six months to for the weather to change finally right and i've been researching mills for well, six months, just on YouTube, you know, yeah. mostly YouTubes. Great. And I saw this mill, I saw a couple of Petersons and I band saws and, well, I don't know, uh, just me. And I didn't want to have to move the logs all the time like with a band saw, because I'm, I'm an amateur at this. You know, I've run this mill for two, three hours now, just being demoed. Great. And this made sense to me, and look, I can load it in my little pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. That's and I can cool. set it up over trees that are down. I don't even have to move the trees. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan anyhow. Yeah, well that's great. So what what are you planning to build with the boards that you make? Um, I got a carpenter. I got to, I have to ask him what you know what he links, what's, what kind of lumber we need, and I'll do whatever he tells me. But I'm thinking mostly beams for a barn. This has been your editor, Eileen Townsend. Thanks again for listening to the Northern Logger podcast. Just like our print publication, The Northern Logger Magazine, this is a way for you to get important information about the industry. But now you can listen from the cab of your truck or the cab of your feller buncher. If you like the podcast, do me a favor and send along this web link to coworkers and friends so that the podcast can reach new listeners. If they're new to podcasts, that's okay. On our podcast website, you can find a simple guide to subscribing to podcasts. 
Tune in next month to hear more about your logging community. 